0: This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Callum, Lipswiggins Callum Lipswiggins. of on FUBAR Radio. FUBAR Radio presents... Harriet Rose, Alakai Harley, welcome back to FUBAR Radio. Hey. For me, the only thing is that, you know, with the whole female thing, I don't want it to be like, oh... And oh my gosh girl power that is what it is but we don't have to like really say no, it and no. just like smother it all over there because then it becomes cheesy yeah. so I want it to be like forget the gender for a second make it an amazing it's a hit and it's a hit because it's a hit not because we're girls but that is really interesting what you've just said because I call myself a female DJ because it's putting me in a niche that is beneficial for me but it's interesting that you don't want to use that niche because you're like nah we're just good quality performers and artists every Thursday from 4pm on Foo Bar Radio
1: Welcome back to the Callum McSwiggin Show. That was Dreamland, Pet Shop Boys, and Years and Years. I have had that song on repeat all day long. Queer legends collaborating with queer legends. Today I'm joined in the studio by the gorgeous, the beautiful, the brightly pink-haired... It's Ruby Rare. How are Hi, you doing? Babes.
0: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: Really, really good. It's great to have you here. You're like a you're like a, a sunbeam in my life right now. A very if sun needed sunbeam. Were pink,
0: then this is what I would do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if sunbeams were pink, indeed. Um, let's talk about everything that you are doing you are a sex educator you do talks you run events tell me about everything that you do.
0: I'm a busy girl. You are a busy Um, girl. Yeah I basically talk about sex to anyone who will listen and I do that in a variety of different forms so I work for an amazing charity called Brooke where I do sex education with young people and I'm working a lot with period poverty right now but then outside of that um, I run a monthly talk at the book club and that is about loads and loads of different topics it's basically all the stuff that i enjoy talking about and i have an audience who will let me wang on about it for an hour so i've done like non-monogamy sex toys um i talk about how to be a slut and the next one that's coming up is my guide to porn which i'm so excited about because porn is hands down my favorite thing to talk about
1: and that's coming up that's next thursday Next
0: thursday yeah
1: that is very exciting and i mean i guess what you know i love about everything that you're doing is that you're not just talking about like sex as a very you know man woman missionary thing you're actually talking about the the other things that go along with it like you said you talk about uh, period poverty i think you said yeah. um talking about sex toys talking about um polyamory etc i think these are the things that we don't get to hear about as much. And I think that's very, very important.
0: Yeah, even though like sex ed and sex positivity and body positivity, all of it's becoming so much more of like a buzzword and well spoken about. But I do find that it does, it continues to be spoken about in a really normative way. And mm. I'm all about finding the less uh, spoken about, but no less usual or normal or lovely things. Mm. So. I talk about solo sex, which is the word I use for masturbation, because if you elevate the language, like solo sex versus partnered sex, suddenly they're equals. It's not like one shameful thing that's a replacement Ooh, for the that. other. I, know, I actually didn't coin that. I have oh, to, that's damn. A disclaimer. I wish I could. It was <laughs> long before my time. I would have let you have that. I would have fully I, let I you have that. I would that, Callum, but that would have been... Dishonest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and also, because I come from a queer perspective, I'm like happily bisexual, uh, and then that kind of can fit into non-monogamous structures really well. For me, it does. I get a lot of messages on Instagram from so many people who are kind of questioning their sexuality and really grappling with queer spaces and the worry of, like, feeling queer enough. Like, sure. worrying that they are bisexual enough or, like, gender queer enough or whatever the, the term might be. So it's really nice to show that, like, whatever your sexuality or your gender identity, if it's solid, if it's kind of evolving... Is really celebrated
1: it, it makes me sad That people would Would, would feel that way Do you, do you feel like this, this is quite a common problem
0: Big time yeah. yeah I mean from personal experience It's taken me a long time To kind of Sit with bisexuality Really confidently mm. And obviously Within the LGBTQ community Everyone is facing Different challenges And barriers Within so many aspects Of their lives Yeah But bisexuality Has got some really Unique ones Because I know Lots of people It was UK by Pride last weekend which was amazing the first one
1: ever right
0: i think there was one oh, ages tell, ago but let's just again. no 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 don't worry <laughs> it's because someone called me out for saying it was the first one ever and i was like oh shit! Oh, okay, sure. sorry perfect check my stuff. um but that was amazing and it it really highlighted a lot of the challenges that we face yeah because we, there's prejudice that we can experience from the straight community and as well as from gay communities as well which it's a bit sticky to chat about, but it, it is it, real. It's
1: absolutely true. And I think it's um, it, it, it runs rampant within the LGBT plus community. I think sometimes we it's it, 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 it's more from gay people kind of discriminating against bisexual yeah. people. There's so much, you know, by erasure, people saying it doesn't exist. And so much of that comes from the gay community. And I don't really know why that is. It's, uh, it's worrying, really.
0: Yeah, I've had uh, people that I was seeing kind of question my sexuality when I'm like, Babe, we are like fucking all the time. I is it what do I need to prove to you that I enjoy <laughs> having sex with I do? you? I'm like literally we are in bed. My head is in between your legs. Like I don't know what else I can do to prove this. So, yeah, that's it's just one of those elements that I've felt a real connection to the people who like chat to me and follow me on Instagram. That's one of the things that everyone is really wanting more knowledge of and we don't talk mm. about it enough.
1: I feel. I feel like think with things like bisexuality and also kind of sometimes like non-binary identities and things is that 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 it can be more of a sliding scale of where you fit in. Um, I had a, a non-binary friend who who came out as non-binary and was really proud about doing that, but then they didn't. Then they felt this enormous pressure from everybody to always kind of be presenting themselves in a certain way when sometimes they wouldn't want to they might just want to present as male or female that day and they wouldn't want to present themselves as more androgynous so they got a lot of people then almost criticizing them saying yeah. oh i thought you were non-binary you're not being very non-binary today and it's like that, that that's not how it works well
0: i have to be non-binary for you yeah that's, that's completely beside the point and also it's just there's so much fucking admin around all this stuff yes like it's really hard work to be visibly not like the norm And you have to defend yourself in kind of, like, active and inactive ways all the time. And I completely empathise with the people who just want to feel like they can slot in and they're not going to be flagged up by anyone on, like, a day or any day, really.
1: Because we're all different and we're all unique and... We're fucking
0: weirdos. We're all
1: weirdos. We absolutely are. I love that. Um, I want to talk more about your event. Um, so the porn event. Uh, that's next week. Where, where is that happening? It's at
0: the book club, which is in Shoreditch. Okay. And there are still some tickets. So if you go on Eventbrite, it's called Ruby Rare's Guide to Porn. It's going to be really good fun. I promise.
1: And what can... Without any, like, spoilers or ruining the show, like, what can we expect from such an event?
0: So... It's me talking about porn for a while. It's kind of a lot of it is my personal experiences with porn, but really like rooting that in insight into the industry and what's happened with the industry over the last like 20, 30 years. Yeah. Because the porn that we consume now and the porn industry that we're used to is so new. It's like only just over 10 years old Um, and thinking about the impact that that has and when i've done these kind of talks before they've tended to fit around some of the like negative aspects of porn yeah and that is a really important thing to talk about but i don't know why it's coming up to brexit everything's miserable it's getting colder i really wanted this to be a joyous celebration of porn and me giving some insights and tips into how to get the most out of your porn consumption and your porn habits
1: I love that. I, I think it's really into, important to talk about the positive sides of porn as well, because I think a lot of the time we we do dwell on the negatives of porn and there are problems in the porn industry. And, you know, we've even had, you know, people on the show before where we've talked about how porn can a lot of the time be very anti-feminist. But at the same time, there is all this amazing porn that isn't that way. Like Erica Lust, one of my favorite um, producers of porn ever. I don't know if you know of her yeah, work, but it's incredibly inclusive. It's incredibly diverse and it, you know, it it puts women at the centre and I, I, I love stuff like that and I think we should be talking about it more because it's it's really really important like porn isn't evil I just think sometimes and I, I emphasis on sometimes there are just a few issues within the industry
0: yeah there can be issues with the industry and also with like how it's perceived yeah. and so much of that has to do with technology because porn evolves with tech well you could kind of argue tech evolves with porn because porn has been like at the forefront of all of this sort of VHSs were kind of designed so that people could buy and take home porn. Yeah. Um, when, like, the internet first came around in the 90s, like, it was all these little porn sites that kind of made the most of it, first of all. So I love that. I love it's that. just Oh, God, I'm such a nerd when it comes to <laughs> porn. It's really embarrassing. So I've had to, like, I have to be good and, like, not talk for four hours. I have to be really wary of how much I say. Sure. But I think... For everyone who is able to, which means that they're over 18 and they have the finances to be able to invest in it, the one thing I want people to take away from this is to start thinking and acting on paying for your porn.
1: Mm, because you're supporting the right yeah, kind of porn, cause et because you're supporting
0: the makers that you like and respect. And it's not really about what kind of porn you're watching, it's about everything that's going on behind the screen. Yeah. If you are conscious about what you're watching and the makers are conscious of what they're creating, it can be like, really in some people's eyes like super filthy it can kind of be playing on really like sexist tropes and that fantasy world can be something that is contained and really interesting to look at Mm. Um, but it's around like the welfare of the performers where like how they're getting paid how they're getting treated how consent is being handled and unless you're paying for what you're like consuming you don't really have any control over that and unless all of us like the privileged people who can afford to pay for porn start Mm. doing it The industry won't really change. Like, there's it's not going to change from the insides, and I think it's like up to us to do it because all of us watch porn.
1: It's it's so true, and it's so valid. And I'm going to put my hands up and say right now that I do not currently pay for any porn, and I haven't for a very long time. But I actually agree with what you're saying. It's almost making me question whether I should be, and I feel like I probably should be.
0: I'm like I'm a half and half gal. Okay, like I've got. I have you heard of Four Chambers?
1: No, I have not. Oh,
0: they're so amazing. <laughs> Tell me so, more. Four Chambers. It, it is helped by the fact that the the person who, like, makes all of the content for Four Chambers Vex, I think, is maybe one of the most attractive people in the entire world. Okay, that helps. Um, if she hears this, I'll be mortified. <laughs> and please, at the same time. So, yeah, she is an independent porn maker. And her stuff's really, like, housey and gritty and weird and dark. And it's nice because it just feels it's sometimes with like paid porn and feminist porn it it sort of feels like it's um where are my words what am i trying to say it's sort of like rose pestles scattered on the bed and like okay. it's sex but like it's kind of delicate and it's not too and like, that's
1: not necessarily what you want from and, porn. And, some,
0: and like there's nothing wrong with wanting something that's more hardcore yeah but just done in interesting in different ways so i think four chambers does that so well And I love watching their stuff. But also, when I am consuming stuff that's not paid, what I tend to do the most is literotica. Have
1: you heard of that? I mean, no. I mean, I could guess, but go on.
0: I've been going on this website, Literatica. It looks like it has not been updated since like 2001. Okay, I love it. It's so impossible to navigate. But I've been going on there since I was maybe 14 years old. And it's just my favorite place in the whole world. It's like loads of users. It's like a community space. So loads of people upload erotic stories and they're all in different categories. And then they also do audio porn. So oh wow! Like, so you pop your headphones on, yeah, and you yeah. kind of like got someone else in your brain, like telling you a story or telling you what to do. And sometimes I go on there just because they're so funny. Like me and my partner, a while ago, found an audio porn clip that was like four really sexy sounding women, and they were doing a role play. It was for a guy, so you just imagine this guy sat at home with headphones on, and the role players these four women who were like medieval maids, like maidens who are sort of like bathing and then seducing um, a knight who's just come back from battle
1: oh okay yeah i'm I'm (laughs) on board i'm into that It was (laughs) that sounds great it's
0: so silly and you know they've got like little sound effects and they're trying to make a whole story it's kind of like the way that you sat like here i don't know you know the archers always has those like weird sound effects things it's kind of like that but porn but it gives it so much character and so for the first 10 minutes we were just like listening to it and cracking up
1: and, and then, then it kind of changed gears, it. and I was
0: like, ooh, oh, wait a second, I and like this. <laughs> I
1: need to go and watch this, in, I need to go listen to this in private no, now. No, I was
0: with my partner, we just <laughs> Oh, okay, out.
1: that's fine. Um, I, I I think all of this raises, like, a really important point about porn, and that is that we we don't talk about it enough. So, like, if I, you know, watch an amazing movie that I absolutely love, the first thing that I do is I'm, I text my friends, and I'm like, oh my God, go and watch this movie, or a Netflix series, or, like, even, like, You try a new food and you love it. Like that
0: amazing song you just played. Exactly.
1: You know, we we, we talk about these things and we share them all the time. But with porn, we don't seem to do that very much. And I've done it a few times where I've been like, oh my God, this like video was amazing. I'm going to send this to my friends because I think he'll love that. And like most of my friends are like that's a bit weird like why why are you sending that but I don't know why we I wish we did talk about it a little bit more and start sharing you know what we like and what we love because you've just told me about that and I want to go and check that out now and I I wish we please do please do I wish we I just wish we were having more conversations
0: totally it's a and it kind of I think if you are the kind of person in your friendship group who is having these conversations in their own mind or listening to this and being like oh i would so want to do that i think it really is up to you to start that conversation within your friendship group because then you'll quickly know some people just won't want to talk about this and that's absolutely fine sex positivity does not mean you have to be the most extreme and doing all this crazy stuff and talking about porn all the time but if you can find the people that you do that with, it really helps eradicating shame or that like post-wank guilt that so many of us get. Like when the porn's still running, <laughs> yeah. you've come and you're like,
1: oh God, my eyes! Turn it off, and like, close God. the laptop lid.
0: <laughs> like we've all been there. Yeah. And we don't have to be there. I now, I sound like I'm kind of like a porn guru who's like, I've solved every problem. <laughs> that's still, the post-wank guilt still happens to me sometimes. But now if I'm watching something that's quite, that where I'm sort of I've come and then I'm quite surprised that I'm watching it I sort of challenge myself to keep watching for a little bit longer and then and to kind of not not laugh at it but just laugh at myself in this situation in like a joyous way be like well this is crazy like how did I end up here? how did you end up here rather than rather than kind of like not even acknowledging it within yourself because yeah. it's right you should you, I would love people to be like sending links to friends but you kind of have to do that with, with yourself, yourself first before.
1: I'm going to do that the next time I'm going to I'm going to watch it for an extra five minutes and I actually I'm going to challenge our lovely listeners to do the same I think I, I like that it's a Yay. fun little challenge um, I would definitely love to listen to you talk about porn for was it an hour
0: maybe more maybe more maybe Maybe more
1: more. Um, so remind us again uh, where it's happening and where people can get tickets so
0: it's at the book club which is in Shoreditch Uh, it's on the 19th of September which is a Thursday and it starts at 7 tickets are on the book club website or you can find them on Eventbrite or my Instagram page and they're £10 so come along it's going to be really fun
1: fantastic so sounds, sounds like a great way to spend um, £10 uh, I think it's time for a little bit of music and then we're going to play some fun games and things fab so this is a bit of Charlie XCX and Troy Sivan. <laughs> Are you ready for a game, Ruby?
0: Yes, please.
1: This game is called Porn or Not Porn. I'm so excited. And it is a personal favourite. We love Porn or Not Porn here at Foobar Radio. Um, So in this game, I have a whole bunch of sound bites in front of me. Some of these have been taken from porn and some of these have not been taken from porn. I'm literally so
0: excited. It's like Christmas for me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, We're going to work together to figure these out. Um, But we always do a theme. And we figured because you are a sex educator that we would go for a teacher theme.
0: <gasps> love it.
1: We all love a sexy teacher.
0: Love a sexy teacher. <laughs> um, I think
1: we should just dive right in and play, and play this lovely game. Okay, so are you ready for our first clip? Yes. Okay, here we go. First one.
0: I oh. can open it up.
1: Oh, that was that, that, that was, was so small. That was quick and small and it, 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 was, it was over far too fast. So it open that, it up, right? Let's go. Is that what it was said? Okay, let's, let's try again. Let's go. Oh. I can open it up. Oh, it's very fast. I think that's porn. Okay, walk me through why.
0: I think the kind of uh, frantic energy of that voice. You know, if you're kind of if you're having sex and then you need to change, like you need to like your phone's ringing, you need to put it away or something, or you need to say something. You kind of
1: sure. You yeah, kind yeah, of start yeah. to
0: lose your mind and don't know fully how to <laughs> put a sentence together.
1: I don't know. Maybe that's just me. That makes sense. I like that logic. Uh, but they're, they're saying I can open it up. So what would they be saying in porn, like?
0: Maybe what a flashlight. Fle- oh, like <laughs> taking the lid off. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I I really went in strong at the beginning that it was porn, and, may, and now <laughs> no, you're now questioning you're me. Yourself. I'm like, oh god. Well, maybe it could be like
1: lube. Maybe like somebody's trying, struggling to open the lube, and she's like, oh,
0: I could open it up. Yeah,
1: that maybe. could that could be it. It's a nice suggestion. Or on that, let's play devil's advocate. If it was to be a teacher, what would?
0: I feel like it's not. I think it sounds porny and I don't know why, but I feel it.
1: Should we have it one more time? Yes. Okay. I Um, can open it up. Yeah. I think it's porn. Oh, wait, no. I recognise that voice. (laughs) Hang on one more time. (laughs) I I can can open it. it up. I think that is Ariel Scarcella. No. It's probably not, but it might well be. It sounds like her and she does sex education, so I think that could be possible
0: okay I mean can I is just say porn? this is a tricky uh, theme that you've picked because actually sex education and teaching and teacher porn
1: it's- all the same language <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a bone to pick with you <laughs> we're not, we weren't going to make it easy for you <laughs> yeah, were okay, we okay
0: fine fine alright let's say that it's not porn then. I, I'm
1: really sorry if I've got this wrong no, us, though. I trust you I, I really feel like I recognise that voice okay we're going to say against Ruby's better judgement that this is not porn it is not porn. Oh. And it is LGBT YouTuber um, uh, Ariel. Yes, it's Ariel. It is. Oh, yes, I know that you. That's amazing. It's Ariel talking about her vagina and educating us on it. I'm so proud of myself. Well done. For recognizing my friend's voice.
0: In like a- such a tiny, clip after as well. three
1: listens, though. I didn't hear it at first.
0: So, like second tier best friends, not.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Well, we're, we're a team, so it's a, it's a victory for both Yeah, I'm proud of myself us. for trusting you. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's say that. <laughs> all right, let's do the next one.
0: What are you doing under the desk? Oh, come on, that's got porn. I just, I'm going to think all of these are porn. Um, or it could be like a comedy movie where it's like
1: he's a teacher. Like, what are you doing under, what are you the, you desk? Doing under the desk?
0: Let's hear it again, because I think it's about the tone of his voice with that.
1: Like, is there a, like a cheeky hint of if something there? If there's a there. like, you've been
0: a bad girl kind of vibe okay. to it. Okay,
1: yeah, okay. What are you doing under the desk? I, mm, mm. It could go either way, but I'm starting to lean a bit more towards porn. It's
0: not as sexy though, is it?
1: But I feel like some of those like opening scenes in porn often aren't that sexy. And yeah. they are often kind of like tacky, cheesy, over the top. A
0: lot of the time they're not scripted so they're really? just like off you go I mean different studios but for a lot of the like mainstream stuff you see on tube sites they'll have like a vague idea what's happening and then they'll just be mm. like yeah here you go, go just three it. minutes go <laughs> improv
1: I would love to see more like porn where they really play out a story properly and like have amazing actors and things like that I would love a bit more of that and I know there is some out there that's been made and it's really good but like I feel like it's a rarity that would
0: be great one thing that really we're going off topic for a second it's okay we'll we're come allowed back. it's, we'll it's, come it's back. what we do here
1: <laughs> We never stay on Topic.
0: I'm so I'm not a big fan of 50 shades of gray anyway. Me neither. However, they missed such a trick because there were millions of people reading that and really horny, they should have put All of the money, the same budget that they did, put into, like, the massive Hollywood franchise into making an actually, like, a really high-end, great porn film.
1: You are so right. It would have
0: done so well.
1: You're so right. They really missed a trick there. Yeah,
0: And and, like, they could have... I mean, now we're entering, like, Ruby's Fantasy, where, like, all porn is accepted and, like, so visible globally. But, like, if they'd either used actors who didn't do porn who were like trying that for the first time or really finding an amazing performer who's worked in porn but who's like really honed crafts with acting skills like it would just be amazing it would be
1: amazing I feel like it would do so much kind of like social good as well for something like that to happen yeah they really did miss a trick yeah, yeah. I'm, I got a boat. I'm, I'm going to go
0: back in time and make that happen one day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I forgot what we're doing. I can't remember under what the, the clip was. Should oh, we yeah. just say it's porn? Let's just say it's porn. Yes, we are. Say, wait, I want it one more time. What are you doing under the desk? Yes, porn. Final answer. It is porn! This is taken from Innocent High. A cute redhead schoolgirl fucks the pervy teacher. In this scene, the schoolgirl is found masturbating, or self-love, did we call it? Self-sex? What did I think in this context it's masturbating. (laughs) 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 Underneath the teacher's
0: desk. Well done, we're two for two. Which logically, if you're going to have a wank at school, probably not the place to do it, but Mm. I could see how this was a, a helpful trope to get things going. Look, we love a risky wank,
1: and where's more risky than under the teachers Death. agreed <laughs>
0: all
1: right let's move on to our next one number three this is the female reproductive organ pardon what pardon? let's hear it again that was that was very loud it's a lot it's the female reproductive organ oh this is a female reproductive organ okay but it sounded very distorted
0: quite echoey Ka-
1: quite echoey hmm so
0: if they're talking about a female reproductive organ in porn that i have some questions <laughs> because the, uh, the female reproductive organ is what's on the inside. Yes, this so is true. I don't I know how you're getting there in porn. Uh, but maybe it's, but again, it could
1: just be like a, a cheesy sex education to start off the porn. Okay. And then it goes down that route again. Like, this could be our intro.
0: Oh, what? And then it goes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because I could see that being a really cheesy start to a really bad porno.
0: And if the sound quality is bad, maybe it is porn. That's an
1: indication that it could be porn.
0: <laughs> We're in little detectives <laughs> right now. <laughs>
1: um, let's have it again. Um, it's going to hurt my ears. It's so loud. It's the female reproductive you It's the echoiness. It's, it's really throwing me off. I don't yeah. know what that
0: is. Mm. I could say either way right now.
1: It could go either way.
0: I kind of i think i want to say porn just because i want to know more about it if it is porn
1: sure i i something's telling me it's porn because okay i d- what what if it wasn't porn actually and this was some kind of teacher again i guess it could be like one of those cheesy high school music uh, movies or something mm-hmm. But I'm not really sure what else it would be. Like, it doesn't sound like a serious lecture or anything.
0: Let's hope not. <laughs> so, oh, uh, we're just, like, really burning someone's, like, oh, talk shit, they've yeah. spent ages working on. Um, so
1: are we saying it's porn? Let's say porn. Yeah, okay. We are saying that this one is indeed porn. It is. Yay. Um, this is taken from a video named "Hot Teacher Uses BBC to Demonstrate Sex Ed." Um, in this scene, the kid forgets their sex ed textbook, so the kid, so the teacher gives them a live demonstration of the vagina and what it can do. Okay.
0: Look at us being sleuths. <laughs> I'm going to pay <laughs> loads more attention to the beginning of porn from now. On. I know,
1: right? I love these little stories. Yeah. All right, let's do our next. We're three for three. So we're, doing we're doing really, really well. We're doing really well. I'm really proud of us. Okay, next one.
0: Good morning, students. My name is Miss Saini. I'll be your substitute teacher for the day. That's 100% porn. Do you? I, I know. Mean, I, I think some kind of movie is what... Because it's had some music behind it. I always... I'm going straight in for porn and then you're kind of reading me back again. I'm just so <laughs> enthusiastic. Doesn't it all be porn? Porn! Porn, porn, porn. Okay, but substitute teacher is that that? it sounds like that's going somewhere porny
1: it does and she knows exactly what she's doing She's whether this is porn or not she's playing up to the like sexy teacher role 100%
0: yeah 100%. I've, I've been in classrooms before where and I have not been playing up to it at all that is important to stress where I've been talking about sex and suddenly can see have like got the feeling that people are kind of looking at me in that sort of sexy substitute because I'm not I just go in and I'm talking about sex for an hour and then I go off and live the rest of my life and that's always a really weird thing and I have to be and I I have to just I have to really nip that in the bud quickly and be like no 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 that's not what we're here for I am not that person (laughs) 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 this is real life this is not porn
1: gosh that's oh I don't don't know how I would handle that situation
0: I literally will just look at someone and be like that's not what I'm here for
1: this is not happening yeah love that um, so, do we think porn for this one?
0: I want to go porn.
1: Do you want to hear it again? I'm going to play it yeah. again.
0: Good morning, students. My name is Missini. I'll be your substitute teacher for the day. And what's dropping there? I kind Something's of feel like she's going to bend down and get a pencil or something. I do,
1: but I also feel like—have you seen like Bad Teacher with like Cameron Diaz? Obviously, yeah. that's not Cameron Diaz's voice, but it, it, I, I'm I'm getting that
0: kind of vibe as well. Okay.
1: But I'm 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 willing to go with you, and I'm willing to say porn. I think we probably it probably is
0: porn. I think let's go porn.
1: Okay, we are saying that this one is porn.
0: No. It is not porn. No. We're doing so well.
1: Um, this is from a funny video all about the different types of substitute teachers you get in school. This one portray- portrayed is the hot one. Okay. Oh, so it's like a YouTube video or something. So it's a
0: parody of the sexy porn yeah. teacher. Yeah.
1: See, they're, they're mm. tricky. They're they, tricky. They, they don't make this tricky. easy. It's no. not not an easy game. All right, our last one. Let's redeem ourselves. I think we can get four out of five. I do.
0: Four out of five is very respectable. It's
1: very respectable. I mean, we've 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 had guests come on and get zero. So
0: <laughs> I'm an overachiever. <laughs> All
1: right, our uh, final one is. You have a little crush on me. Mmm, porn. That's I feel very like porny. porny. It's very
0: porny. I can I can visualize what that scene is already. Tell me, tell me, tell me what
1: you're visualising. I think
0: she's, I think she's a brunette. Yeah, I think she's a brunette. I think everyone is white because that is most porn, unless it's fetish. Oh my God,
1: it's so true, (laughs) so bad.
0: People talk about the sexism stuff, but actually like the stuff to do with like race, ethnicity is as, as pressing and as worrying.
1: I was watching like a gangbang scene on Bellamy once and it was like 50 white men and I was like, really? Like, like they're all white. Like. Every last one of them.
0: There's a really amazing uh, series called Crash Pad, which is like a. It's been around for ages. It's on Pink Label, which is a great like ethical porn site. If you ever if people want to go into it, it, caters to like all sexualities. It's amazing, oh. and they that series is great because it has people from like who have it's really really diverse performers. But they're never really sexualized because of the diversity aspect. So it's not because it's like, oh, God, you're not white or you're like you have a disability or mm. whatever it might be. Um, and that's really lovely to see because it just gets really boring when you're like, oh, God, OK, yes, you can be sexy and be in porn and be, for example, like Eastern Asian. But why does why does that automatically mean that you're put in a box? It's yeah, just boring.
1: absolutely. Absolutely. What but was yeah. that?
0: What was that website again? Pink Label. Pink Label.
1: It's great. Very good. Um, This one, I I think we're both leaning towards porn again, aren't we? This is porn. I mean, if it's not
0: porn, I think I might leave. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's have it one more time.
0: You have a little crush on me? Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. It has to be.
1: We, We are saying that the final one is indeed porn. No! It is not porn! In this film, a hot teacher seduces a very young boy and flirts up a storm with him in the classroom.
0: I mean, that's gross (sighs) anyway. Well,
1: I don't like very young boy. That makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. I think young boy would have sufficed.
0: (laughs) Even young boy, it's It's not great. I mean, if you've got a teacher and someone they're teaching, it's not good, Callum. Let me just confirm that. (laughs) None of
1: this is cool. It's not okay. We're just clarifying that right now on the radio. (laughs) Um, We got three right and two wrong. I feel like that's still a a good effort. Okay. That that is one of the better scores. I'm going
0: to argue that those last two were very misleading. Well, that's the point of the game. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. I think it's time for some uh, music. Let's go. I just want to go back I thought we 'd do something new this week okay. um, I, in front of me i 've got a load of sex myths, um, and this isn 't a game I'm, you know we 're not, we're not competing here. I just want to talk about some of these sex myths because they are things that come up time and time again. I think they're things that often come up in it 's kind of like you hear these things in the playground and then they stick with you through adult life and The amount of things i 've heard friends and things say to me over the years and it 's amazing what people believe. That just isn't true. Yeah. So I thought we'd just go through a few of these and and, and see what we think. And I think with some of them, there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. But it's like, let's just discuss. So the first one, the first one is, if you have big feet, you have a big penis. What do you think about that?
0: I mean... My first thought was, what about the women who have big
1: feet? <laughs> like, secretly not got all people dick. who have feet have Big feet penises. have penises, <laughs> actually,
0: Callum. I think gender
1: is fluid. I, th- I think this one's so interesting because I think there's so many of these. It's like there's one about like your in de- the distance between your yeah. index finger and your thumb and like half of the length of your wrist and stuff like this. And it's basically, it's, it's not true there may be, like, some correlations and things, but, like, I'm sure there are somebody out there with, like, size f- six feet and, like, a 12-inch dick.
0: Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with other parts of your body. And even if it has some small thing to do with it, I think it's really unhealthy to put that expectation on people because imagine if you're growing up. Like, I don't have a penis, so I can't talk about this from personal <laughs> experience, but I imagine if I was a teenager and, like, I had a massive growth spurt and had massive feet it would put a weird expectation on me if everyone was kind of suggesting that that's then what my penis looked like. And then I went home at night and was like, but it's not, oh my God, so then I'm going to have sex and people (laughs) will know that my penis isn't giant. Like that seems so unfair and like so unnecessary to put that pressure on someone.
1: Absolutely, I completely agree. But it's it's, it's all rubbish essentially. So don't, don't don't take it to heart um the next one is and i and i think you will have some thoughts on this one um too much sex will ruin your vagina that one actually is true (laughs) (laughs) my face was just like pardon (laughs) okay we need to take this off air (laughs) that's
0: not true that's so not true i was once in a school doing a sex ed lesson with some young girls and they said this and I was like okay so like how many they were saying like the number of people you have sex with makes you loose I'm doing little mm-hmm. comery things and I was like okay so how many people is too many people and they all sort of like had a little private chat on their own and they were like Five five is two <laughs> and then your vagina gets loose <laughs> it's right. like okay well I need to talk to you about some things because I'm fine and it's I passed five a long time ago
1: <laughs> we're well past five yeah, yeah.
0: The, the vagina is a muscle so if you Like it changes over time if you have children, all that kind of stuff. But like it's literally elastic and it changes when people get aroused. It like changes in size hugely. And also, why is a vagina being bigger a bad thing? Like if you had, that's like, a good point. Yeah, you know, maybe then you'd be able to fit a fist in it, and that's kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's
1: great. That'd be next party trick. Winner. <laughs> what? 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 What's the issue here? But no, I absolutely, I completely agree with you, and I feel like again, it's one of those myths that is bandied around a lot. Um, another. Oh, this one, I need to shut down immediately. Um, two condoms are safer. Than one This no. this one like It hurts my feelings It
0: really makes me sad This
1: It's not Not only is it not safer But it, it completely It almost It's like not wearing A condom at all yeah. It's like so Unsafe to do it that way They don't work like that The
0: friction from both of them Means it is like so much more likely for both of them to tear it's a terrible idea but in a weird way i can see the logic especially from teenagers of being like yeah i've heard all this negative stuff about stis and i don't want to get pregnant and all this stuff so i'm going to be like extra safe i can see why people think it it's just ridiculous
1: it it almost feels like common sense that it would be safer but it's not But it's absolutely, definitely not. I just want to make that really clear. Yeah,
0: let's not do that. One condom used well is all you need. Yes um I've
1: got, I've got another one here and i'm I, i'm not actually sure if this one is true or not i'm guessing it's not <laughs> um and that's men think about sex every seven seconds i've heard this a lot i haven't i was gonna say i've not thought about pa- sex in the past seven seconds that's not true <laughs> that's all we're talking it's been about continuous <laughs> um but i i'm positive that i don't think about sex every
0: seven seconds i highly doubt that because i mean first of all how is that being researched like, how do we get... I'm yeah, not a scientist, I don't, I don't neither know. are you. We're not going to crack this right now. But like, <laughs> why, when, at what point do we figure that out? Yeah. And even if that is the case, for some people, that's not... You can't use a blanket statement like that for half the population. That's not how it works. And also, say that was true, all the studies that have come out over the last like few decades really indicate that female and male sexualities do have lots of similarities as well. So if that was true... I wouldn't be surprised if the female one was really similar exactly the same
1: yeah i think it also kind of like um it's a little bit othering of like asexual people for instance you know because if you're asexual then you're not going to be thinking about sex unless you were thinking about it in a very logical kind of way and that wouldn't make sense either and it's that kind of this applies to every single person it's 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 never true well almost never true with anything
0: yeah i think so and it just creates a weird like you know what if you what if you're having a really stressful day? What if you're like hanging out with the your kids? You're probably probably not thinking about sex right now. No, absolutely not. Okay. That would be weird. We don't we don't need to be thinking about sex all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely well education is so important I think is, is the bottom line here because I think a lot of these things are they're passed around and people genuinely believe them and I mean that's the amazing work that you're doing is helping thanks babe let people know the truth about all of this <laughs> um, we are going to be reacting to our lovely listeners sex confessions very very shortly but before we do that let's have a little bit more music <laughs> So before we jump into sex confessions, I understand that you describe yourself as a bisexual, non-monogamous vegan lady.
0: I used to say non-monogamous vegan stereotype, and then I changed it. I love that.
1: I love that. Um, Can we talk a little bit about being non-monogamous? Because I I think it's something we don't talk about very often.
0: Yeah, of course. Um,
1: And I think we might have some listeners who are intrigued. So um, tell me a little bit about being non-monogamous. I know that's a huge question.
0: Well, yeah. So I am non-monogamous. I have been for four years now, and that has taken many different in that time right now I have a lovely partner and we if you just looked at us kind of if you saw it how like my family or friends would see us like we look like quite a conventional monogamous couple Hmm. Um, but we're open with everyone in our lives about the fact that we are open and so we date people separately and we also date people together and it's just a lovely other element of our relationship Um, and because both of us are very busy humans I'm I can't really commit to anything more than like meeting new people and making like really lovely friendships and then there being like sexual and romantic elements to them. Yeah. But at some point I might go back to wanting more than one romantic and sexual partner. And that's really nice as well. It's cool to be in love with more than one person at once. Absolutely. And I
1: I absolutely love that. And I, 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 I want an open relationship myself. And it's something that I've talked about a lot online. And one thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if you get this as well, is that there's a lot of people out there who do not want to accept that at all. And they are really against anything that sits outside of a monogamous relationship. Is that something that you find as well?
0: Yeah, I think it definitely is the case. And it's accepted in some circles lot more so i think in queer environments a lot of the time people are are more open for these discussions because you know we've had to create our sexual identities it's not been as visible in the same in a similar way that non-monogamous people the the rule book is thrown out yeah and and that's fun because it means we get to create our own rules absolutely but yeah i definitely get a lot of pushback when i had i had a catastrophic ending of two intense relationships in a month of like it was a it was a lovely wonderful time mm. but both things ended quite badly and i had to really reevaluate the way i looked at polyamory and non monogamy oh, and when i got back into a relationship it was really interesting because all of my friends who are monogamous just presumed like in like relating to kind of queerness just presumed that I tried that out for a bit and it wasn't for me and that I was just going to go back to being monogamous. It's and I had to—I literally, works. it was funny because it was almost like coming out. I had to say to so many people like, no, I'm serious about this. I really enjoy it. And yes, that didn't work well, but I have hopes that this one might, and I'm, I'm on a kind of evolving journey with what this looks like
1: yeah absolutely I wish we could talk about this all day we're going to have to invite Another you back time. and do a show specifically dedicated to this because okay. I have so many questions I'm sure my lovely listeners do as well my
0: partner can come on and we can share all our secrets that would be amazing
1: <laughs> please come and air your dirty laundry oh no I don't like dirty laundry your, your fabulous my sparkly, sparkly laundry, laundry. <laughs> yeah there we go um, I think we probably have time for a couple of sex confessions so let's dive right in I'm going to take this one Whilst on a date and after lunch we both went to the loo. He held my junk's whilst I peed and then blew me. Oh, I like that that's, that's oddly cute. romantic, isn't it? I've 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 held a guy while he's peed before and they've done the same to me and it, it's like I feel like romantic. I know that sounds bizarre, but it's like Cutesy. I think that's a, really cute. It's like, oh, I'm just going to hold that for you Why you pee. And I, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, that's gross or whatever. But like, it's just, it's just, I, I think, think it's that's lovely. Cute.
0: I'm going to, I'm now on a mission to do that. I've not done that before. Have you never done and that I'm I feel
1: like, now?: I feel like you should. I feel like it's a, it's a certain level of intimate because um, i have a shy bladder as well so if i'm able to pee in front of another person especially with them holding it that's, for me, that's like that's, next level that shows trust right there <laughs> so so any any future boys i might be dating that's when we get to that level you, you, you know, know you're, you're in a good somewhere
0: special you know you're and in also, a good place like when you put your when you put someone's penis in your mouth versus yes. when you hold it when someone's peeing like when we actually think about them they're all, like' they're not really that different in terms of how intimate you're being if anything like oral sex is way more intimate than like holding someone
1: yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, but I th- people don't think about it that way for some reason, which is
0: I think that's adorable I think it's
1: adorable too. I love that thanks thanks for sharing that with us that's that's one of my favorite confessions ever, anyone's ever sent Aww. in. thats made me really happy um, Would you read this one for me?
0: Sure. How do I know if a gay guy will want to sleep with me even though I'm trans?
1: Hmm, that's that's tricky. I mean, obviously, it's a conversation you need to have with them. But when you have that conversation, I think that's absolutely up to you. I think there's a lot of people out there who will say you need to disclose your transness to the person you're dating immediately. And I I personally don't agree with that. I think you should share that with them when you're ready. Yeah. so I, uh, but I don't have a simple answer of you know how do you figure that out? It's it's, it's a difficult it's a difficult yeah. one.
0: It also depends how you're meeting these people because if you are meeting them on apps, it might be easier. I've got trans friends who have chosen to just have that on their dating apps have because
1: it, it, there, it yeah. kind of
0: just it means that anyone who's going to be an asshole about it is just not going to get involved. Um, and if you're clear about the way that you communicate, so be like, I'm trans. It's not something I want to talk about loads on here. So, again, to kind of indicate to people how you want to communicate about it.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: But if you're meeting someone in real life, I'm not really sure. It it also depends what you enjoy doing in terms of sex. Like, if that involves your body being touched in certain ways, you might want to have that conversation with someone before just so that you don't find yourself in a situation where someone's surprised during sex. Because just for you and your well-being, that might be a little bit alarming but i think it's just really up to the situation and how you are feeling in your safety
1: absolutely that's really really incredible advice you I can tell so. you, it's you, a you tough tell that one, though, this isn't is your it? job
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm like let's be really
1: diplomatic but also
0: just like have a nice time
1: <laughs> have a lovely time um that brings us right up to the end of the show i feel like everyone needs to come and see your show next thursday
0: yes please
1: um and i think everyone should come and follow you on social media as well where can they do that
0: Yes, yeah, so on instagram i am ruby rare um i dance around in my pants all the time it's a great it's a great time come and join
1: Amazing. Well, you've been an amazing guest Thanks and we absolutely need to get you back to talk about polyamory and things. I am so here. down. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. It's committed. We're getting it in the diary. Okay. Okay. See you later. Bye.
0: You've been listening to a FUBAR radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.